Hey, how have you all been doing? I hope you've been doing great. I've been doing okay. And uh, today I'm actually doing freestyle. I haven't written anything down. So I don't even know if I'm going to post this episode or not. Post uh, my lawyer accent. Post, post, whatever. So I don't know if I'm going to post this episode or not. But let's see. I wanted to talk to you all. Someone said that's how I start my episode. I wanted to talk to you all about um, uh, my experiences with uh, uh, toxic bosses or toxic mm, mm, patriarchy bosses or is it toxic masculinity? But this also applies to female bosses as well. But I wanted to talk to you all about my experiences um, in Kenya um in Canada and uh probably if any of you feel up to it we can have a conversation about it on my um on my Instagram babzi but let's see how it goes so i want to start with my internship when i was in uni i was doing my uh, degree in marketing and um i needed to in Kenya you have to have an internship for you to be able to graduate. So I looked for an internship, I wasn't able to find one, so my auntie um hooked me up with this organization. I I don't feel like it's necessary for me to name the organization just because of um um I guess confidentiality and because I don't want any lawsuits coming my way, so I'm not going to name the organization. But anyway, so I got I got uh, introduced to this organization and I was working there as an intern. And the boss was a womanizer, guys. My goodness, I don't even know what to tell you. So this guy uh, tried to transfer me because I was working in Nairobi. This guy tried to transfer me to a different town. And uh, he wanted to do that so he can get me a loan. Obviously, so that, you know, we can have a, an intimate encounter. And I didn't say anything to my auntie. But I, I think I talked to my mom about it. I can't really remember. But I guess I talked to my mom. And then we came up with a plan. And I said that um, for school reasons, I'm not able to work outside the country. Oh, my God. This, this guy made my made my experience i uh, we were working as interns for 3 months and this guy made my experience so miserable i can't even begin to explain to you but anyway i managed to persevere that years later i get a job again <laughs> kudos to my auntie uh first of all i got a job at a bank that was good and uh it was just for for i'm not going to edit that guys <laughs> come on that was for a short duration of time and then uh, my auntie got a contract um uh, with safaricom that's one of the major um, telecom companies in kenya and uh they were launching the mpesa project whereby you pay everything via your phone. It's kind of like um 
an Apple wallet if you have an iPhone. I guess you know what I mean. It's kind of like an Apple wallet, but not so quiet. I can't really go into detail about it. So anyway, she got this project and she she hired me as one of her uh, employees. And then we got this boss. <laughs> hey, if I tell you, this guy had nerves. <laughs> Imagine knowing who my auntie is still tried to uh, get me to bed and then it didn't work out i hated this guy but anyway um i told my mom about it and again i didn't tell my auntie about it but later on um she fig- she figured it out that this guy was doing that to uh, many other girls um and then they they got released from the job and uh it was so annoying. Like, can you, I can't even, uh, amen. <laughs> Sometimes I don't understand where some people get their guts. So moving on, I come to Canada. And uh, I guess that's why I have this, I really have this, um, it's a hit. It's a loathing that I have about men who are in power that try to use their their power against against anybody, but mostly against women. Because, like, where do you get the nerves? But anyway, I come to Canada, and uh, I um, I was. Uh, very desperate for a job for a couple of months and then i started working with this uh with this i don't want to call him a gentleman with this man and let me tell you when you see me posting about racist posts on my on my instagram trust and believe i've experienced it and if you haven't gone through it don't come and tell me all lives are the same because come on we all pass through different lives but anyway i work with this man and let me tell you if racist was a person this man was it so i work with this man it was actually a cleaning company and sometimes when i have conflict with religion this is because of it i i i forget the details of how i got the job but it was a pastor who had hired somebody and we used to to clean up um uh like big restaurants and hotels uh, and such kinds of things so obviously when i started the job i mean coming from kenya we 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 work we clean we do all these things so i cleaned the the location how i know you know, like, I mean, some places you clean, you know, stroking up and down. Some you clean sideways, whatever. However, the floor is uh, made. And this guy yelled at me, you guys. Uh-uh. <laughs> hey, that was my first time. He yelled at me. So I kept quiet. I said, okay, so tell me how you would like me to clean the place. Excuse me. He showed me. So I I started cleaning the place the way he showed me. And we would move from one place to another. And stuff like that. 
And then there was a lady that used to help us. So one time this lady comes and she tells me, why are you cleaning the floor that way? You need to cleaning this. You need to clean it this way. And I tell the lady, oh, but uh, so-and-so told me that we need to clean it the way that I'm doing it. Hey, <laughs> if racist was a person. This lady goes to the guy, complains about me. Hey, I was yelled at. Who the uh do you think you are? If this person tells you to do it this way, this is how you're supposed to do it. I tell the person, hey, okay. <laughs> In my African self. Mm-mm. But this is how you told me to clean it. And this is how I'm cleaning it. You cannot tell me how you're supposed to clean it. I'm telling you, if, if so-and-so tells you to clean it this way, this is how you're supposed to clean it. Huh? I look at these people and I just wonder. Uh, well, like, what the hell is this? Who are you? First of all, like I'm, I'm asking myself, who am I? I was so desperate for that job. I continued. So uh, things escalated slowly. So this guy, we used to also clean some uh, office uh, properties um, by factories. So he comes, picks me up. And then the audacity. <laughs> this guy starts telling me how that he has fantasies of uh, uh, sleeping with a black woman and the way, obviously, you guys can guess right now this wasn't a black person, but he has fantasies of sleeping with a black woman and, uh, oh, my God, this and that, and the way he had met some woman and it didn't work out. And I'm going to clean with this guy in a factory by myself. Hey, if you haven't prayed. This is when I prayed. I, I thought, okay, God, fine. You know, like, I'm going to remove all the craziness in my head that I think of if this guy tries anything. Because we were going to a very a distant place from where I used to live. So anyway, we go clean the place and everything. This guy doesn't do anything. On our way back, he's still talking about his fetish or whatever it is that he was telling me. And I'm like... Eh, okay. So anyway, I get home. I talk to my sister about it. I'm like, ah, I can't deal. Like, I can't. I know, like, we need to eat. We need money. We need to pay our rent. Because I didn't really want to stress my mom at that time. And for people, my Kenyan friends, who like borrowing money, <laughs> some of us struggle here. <laughs> it's not It's not a, a joy ride. So when we send you money, we send you out of the goodness of our hearts. I'm just saying, I'm telling you, I'm letting you know, because you know yourselves. But anyway, so I, I reach home and I tell my sister about it. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't deal. So I decide, because this guy used to belittle me. Ah, he used to just talk down upon me like I was a nothing that's why sometimes when I, I see bosses behaving certain, some, some certain way, it irritates me to my core. And I know it comes back. And I'm, again, I say this. It comes back from way, way, way back when. You know, these men, the way they behave. But anyway. Um, I talk to my sister. I'm telling her, you know, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. You know, this is helping us. But 
not to this extent. Uh, obviously, my defense mechanism, I cry and everything. And my sister tells me, oh, no, you, you don't have to do this. And I think I talked to my mom too uh, because I used to tell her almost everything, <laughs> everything, I guess. Um, and she tells me, no, you don't have to do this. So if you guys need help, let me know. You know, I can... I can sort you guys out. And if you guys know, converting money from Kenya shillings to Canadian is something else. And I didn't want to take my mom through that. So I decide I'm leaving this job. I contact the pastor and I tell the pastor, you know what? Um, I can't work with this guy. This and this is what has been happening. And the pastor tells me, oh, why didn't you tell me? You know, we could have done something about it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> And guess what, guys? Hmm. After like a week or so, this guy calls me. Oh, why the hell? Like, why the hell did you do that? Why did you quit? Why did you do that to me? To me? <laughs> to him? Hmm. I'm like, uh -uh. no, I can't. I can't really deal. So anyway, I quit that job and... Uh, I ventured into other things. Uh, but my point for this episode is to first tell you that um, sometimes you don't have to take some of these things. And to tell myself also. Because some hurt people hurt people. Miserable people hurt people. Broke people, hard people. Um, so it's just a way for me to tell you that um, I've experienced my fair share of of laughter in Canada. And I've ex also experienced my fair share of pain in Canada. Some of these things I don't share. I remember one time I was telling my friend how I was so into this. And I don't mean to bring race into this, but whatever. I was so into this Caucasian guy. And I, I shot my shot. As Kenyans like to say, shoot your shot. I shot my shot. And this guy said, I'm sorry, but I don't feel you. You just, you repulse me. <laughs> that was the last time I shot my shot to a guy. Because eh, the way I was shut down and the way the, the reasons I was given. And I mean, I know no hard feelings for this guy he just didn't feel me the way i felt him and and he didn't feel my complexion my color who i am the way i felt him but anyway i digress um i just wanted to share with you all my experiences about working with toxic masculinity bosses people who feel like they know it all it's so annoying it's it's repulsive. It's, I can't even, I don't even have words. Wait, did I tell you guys? Maybe I need to go back. Did I tell you guys about this guy that I used to work with? Um, I, I guess I didn't. So I, I got a job in a warehouse. And then this guy basically told me that, I have to re-listen to this. Maybe I'll edit it. If not, whatever you guys, you listen to whatever I'm saying. Um, this guy was working, I was working at a warehouse. And then he tells me that he's married. 
and that time I was dealing with my own toxic stuff. And he tells me, if I want to be um, promoted at the warehouse of if you're one hours, it was a casual position that I need to accept him as my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, what? And he was so arrogant. Hey, oh, you have to learn how to do a fort lift. You have to learn how to do this and that. And so I worked there for two days. Again, I told my sister, I can't deal. And I left. Like, it was an African guy. But I'm, I'm telling you, and not all of them are African, but I'm just trying to tell you that it doesn't matter where you are. Whether you're in Africa, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in any place in Kenya or whatever. You don't have to take these things. You don't have to take working with toxic masculinity. It's You might have written it in your soul contract because I believe in that, but when you become awakened or you you wake up, you don't have to take it. And then the the boss of the warehouse place also calls me after two weeks and tells me, oh, how can you just quit just like that? I'm like, what? What do you mean how can I just quit? I mean, I quit because it was a toxic work environment, right? And I'll tell you this for a fact. Toxic workplaces, toxic masculinity exists. And it's a land kind of business. And even young people coming into the organizations nowadays, they see it, they learn it, they use it. That doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean that you have to take it. I'm just saying. Anyways, this is my experience. So it's story time. <laughs> I was just rambling on. I thought you guys might want to hear about this. So, yeah. Um, if you're new to my channel, again, if you're new to my channel, like people like saying on YouTube, welcome. If you've been listening to me all along, thank you so much for your support. And, um, if you're listening to this on Apple podcast, please give me a review so other people can, uh, can listen to my podcast. Uh, and, uh, oh, by the way, I was going to talk to you all about grief, but it was taking me to a very dark place and I didn't want to recall some of the things that I went through, but I will still talk about my grief journey soon. I'm still going to do a review about my book on um, Rosa's Choice, Healing the Wounds of a Mother. There's another book that my friend lent me um, that I'll do a review about. But until then, until next time... Thank you for tuning in. Have a good one. Bye.